Hey everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast where we go on a deep dive to help you discover how to move on from yo-yo diets and away from toxic diet culture. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Travis Murrells. I'm the owner and a head coach of The Fitness Genie. I've battled extremely poor mental health, manic depression, crippling anxiety, homelessness, and the absolute rock bottom that comes with those depressive thoughts. Fast forward to today, however, I've coached over 1,000 people to reduce anxiety, heal their relationships with food, themselves, and their body. Now we have an amazing, outstanding team coaching women all over the globe to achieve the body, but more importantly, the life that they want to be living. So if you're someone that is ready to move on from the classic 90s fad diets, Slimming World, Jenny Craig, unsustainable 1200 calorie meal plans, and you want some freedom in your life, then this is the podcast for you. All of our coaching is one-on-one and 100% customized to the individual. We find a middle ground to start from and build the program around the client as opposed to trying to get a client to fit our system. We decided to say, fuck it, throw out the previous designs of the fitness industry and create something that actually works. Designing it from scratch every time a new client wants to change their life and signs up. So I'm not gonna keep you any longer. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram so you can engage when we're looking for feedback, ideas, discussion topics, and all that fun stuff. But otherwise, enjoy this episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Inside the Fitness Genie's Lamp. Nearly forgot my own podcast yet again. Uh, For this one, I actually have a question that I'm going to be running through because I feel like it's a very common question. And it's also just going to highlight how we do things at the Fitness Genie. So if you are someone that's on the fence and thinking about uh, signing up or doing the Unfuck Yourself or Unfuck Your Diet program, but you're like, "Eh, every time I've tracked calories, I've put it all back on and this and that, so I don't really want to do it. Is it the same thing? I don't want to inquire because they're just going to get me to do the same thing that I've always done. Let me run through this. So let's start off with the question. Hey, Travis. Every single time I've tracked calories, I've lost weight. But every time I've not been tracking calories, I've put the weight back on and then some. I feel like the only way that I can keep the weight off is by tracking calories and it makes the whole process of losing weight feel too much and overwhelming so I don't even bother trying. How do I finally not track calories but still maintain my weight loss? It feels like a dream at the moment that I'll never achieve, which is very disheartening. In that, like first off, that fucking sucks because it is a very common issue that a lot of people have. When you're tracking calories, you tend to do pretty well. You lose weight, fantastic. And then as soon as you stop tracking calories, there is this thing of, oh my God, I'm putting all the weight back on. We do track calories and macros here at the Fitness Genie, but that's not the be all and end all as to why we're tracking calories. The first question is gonna be, why are we tracking calories? Most surface level answer is because we wanna lose weight, right? But, The reason that we're tracking calories from a coach's perspective is we're trying to figure out how you eat, why you eat, what you eat. We're trying to figure out the story that food is telling. And then if we can have numbers behind that, that are just going to lead to weight loss. So you achieve your physical result while we're working on the big picture shit in the background, which are the habits, behaviors, belief systems, thought patterns around food improving your relationship with food, we're going to have to get this understanding of why we do what we do when it comes to food. So when we're tracking calories, right, we typically just focus on the number. We have to focus on this number. We have to hit this number as diligently as possible because otherwise we won't lose weight. And while that is surface level true, what I'm actually doing as a coach or what I prefer to do as the coach is to actually figure out, hey, 
Why are you not getting enough protein? Let's try and increase that as much as we can. Because protein is going to be the building block of life. There are 3.2 trillion cells on average in the average human being's body. Every single one of them has a broken down form of protein that it utilizes in the form of amino acids. Every single cell. So the building block of life is protein. I know everyone says that you need protein for muscle, which is true because that's where you get the most protein, but it's also so much deeper than that. Not only that, protein has the highest thermic, thermic, oh my God, wow. Thermogenic effect. There we go, Jesus. Protein has the highest thermogenic effect, which means it takes longer to break down, which means you're going to have to increase your body temperature to break down that protein. If you have ever had a massive ass steak in front of you and you have demolished it and then 20, 30, 40 minutes later, if not immediately, you start getting meat sweats. You start feeling hot and flustered because you're like, oh my God, that was so much food. That was so much meat. It's because your body has to rise its temperature ever so slightly internally for you to be able to digest that protein. And if there's a high amount of protein coming in, that's where you're typically gonna get the meat sweats from. So it takes longer to break down, which means we're gonna feel fuller for longer and it's going to assist in every single cell that we have within our body. So protein ticks all the boxes in terms of what we're looking for. Um, sucks a little bit if you're vegan, but there's heaps of supplements that you can do out there as well. That's why you know vegans typically don't build muscle as quickly as other people or they have to supplement with a fuckload of different protein shakes. Doesn't mean it's impossible, just makes it slightly more difficult, but there are definitely ways around it. So that's the first reason as to why we're tracking calories and macros is to figure out the habits and behaviors and all that stuff. We're going to, we're going to make dieting a shitload easier. But then if you take a deeper dive or a deeper look at what, wow, I went to go say why and what at the exact same time, why you're tracking calories is if you typically look at your lifestyle when you're tracking calories versus when you're not tracking calories, I can guarantee you, you're eating a shitload more when you're not tracking calories. It's a guarantee, I can tell you that. And it's not because you're making this conscious effort to be like, cool, I'm gonna go eat whatever the fuck it is that I want. I'm gonna go ham, I'm gonna binge, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. If you're doing an incredibly restrictive, man, that sun is blasting me. If you're doing an incredibly restrictive diet, then yeah, you're probably gonna get to the end of it, the light at the end of the tunnel and be like, fuck yeah, I can eat. I can just finally have all this stuff. And then a week goes by, you feel like shit. And you're like, oh, well, it's Wednesday. It's been 10 days. I'll wait until next week to get started. And that snowballs into, oh, just a little bit here, just a little bit there. And you slowly put on the weight. Not only are you putting on the weight because you're going back to the same habits and behaviors that you had before you were dieting, you're also gaining weight because your metabolic rate has slowed down ever so slightly because you have lost fat tissue and muscle tissue, which are both metabolic tissues within the body. They burn calories every hour, the same as everything else, and you've lost them by losing weight. So your metabolic rate has dropped, and in, instead of burning 2,000 calories before you did the diet at rest, now you're burning 1800 calories at rest, but you're still eating the same 2500 calories that you did before you started the diet. So now instead of being at a calorie surplus of 500 per day, you're at a calorie surplus of 700 per day. Metabolic rate drops quicker than it gains. That's why reverse dieting is such an important part of calorie tracking and figuring it all out, which we're going to be discussing in this podcast as well. So the big thing to be looking out for is what are your habits and behaviors and thought patterns and how are you eating and why are you eating when it comes to dieting or changing your lifestyle? 
we end up looking at the numbers and say, fantastic, the numbers equal weight loss, cool. So just keep doing that while we reestablish and reinforce the fact as to why you want to lose weight in the first place. But then not only that, every single person that comes on board, every coach that we have on board has that thing in the back of their head of if I give them this, meaning calories or macros or a workout plan or a nutrition plan or whatever it is, if we give them X, how are they going to utilize that and learn something from that five years from now? Yes, it's going to benefit you in the short term, but it's not going to be as sprint heavy focused as or short term focused as a lot of shit is, which is go from A to B, start the program, finish the program, give us a before and after so that we can fucking spam that through as marketing of like, look how much fat this person lost in just eight weeks. No, we are playing the fucking long game on this one. If you sign up for six months, let's just say 1st of January for argument's sake. If you sign up on the 1st of January, we're going to finish up coaching most likely because six months of the program is the most common program that a lot of people do. Not only do you save uh, up to $2,000 from doing six months compared to two lots of three months, you also learn a fuckload more and we have more time to work together to be able to reaffirm and reestablish all of these different habits, behaviors, belief systems, thought patterns and stuff that you're going to be learning through coaching. It gives us that extra time to be able to transition you out from coaching so that you don't need us for the rest of your life. So 1st of January, you sign up. You go through all this important shit, tracking calories and macros, shit. You might even track calories and macros for four months instead of the full six because you're just feeling that fucking awesome. But for argument's sake, let's just say you go right through to the end of June, let's say. The end of June you go through to, two quarters there. And getting to the end of June, which is going to be that six-month mark, when you get to the end of that, we say, fantastic, that's awesome. We send you a feedback form. Hey, how was everything? How can we improve the program? All this fun stuff. But then we have selfishly, and I say this to every person before they sign up, is I want to be able to message you on December 31st or January 1st next year. Probably not, let your hangover queue over, cure a little bit. Uh, but I want to be able to message you six months later to say, hey, how you going? It's like, yeah, I'm still fucking killing it. I'm still doing this and that. Awesome, fantastic. How would you like to jump on the podcast and tell your story? Yeah, I'd fucking love that. Awesome. So we're playing the game of if you sign up today, in 12 months time, we want to be able to message you and say, hey, let's jump on the podcast and you tell everyone what the program was actually like. Because we, to be completely honest, we get more signups off that and more affirming responses and people feel more confident in signing up after they hear that podcast to be like, oh my God, Emily is two years on, Laurel is six months on, uh, Della is, I think it was six months or eight months or whatever it was, six or eight months. Uh, sorry, Della. Della is six to eight months on from the program and she's doing all this. So, and we're trying to get as many more as we can coming in, but the, the game that that is, is that we have to be very patient in waiting for those results to come through to then talk to those people. We're also following up with people in the written format to be like, hey, how are you going? What's going on? And some people, yeah, they may not be absolutely killing it from where they were at the end of the program because there's so much shit that has happened in their life. But they're like, oh, at, at least I'm focusing on not gaining weight. I'm a lot more positive than I used to be. I'm less anxious. I'm more decisive. I'm figuring out how to manage my emotional responses when it comes to food. Those are the types of things that we're not going to see on the scales. So you could go for six months on the program, lose five kilos, and you're like, oh yeah, the weight loss wasn't really that good. But if you look at everything from what's happened, you've lost another five kilos outside of coaching, and your life is a shitload easier. 
you're waking up with more energy, less stress in your chest, you're less anxious, there's less decision fatigue, less brain fog, you know exactly what to do, you're moving your body, there's less joint pain, there's just, the list fucking goes on from beyond the scales as a success metric. So when we're tracking calories and macros, we're tracking those numbers to get the story of why you do what you do. Because you've tracked calories in the past, we're very aware of that. You've lost weight in the past, we're very aware of that. But we wouldn't be talking on the phone together. My God, it sounds like I got super emotional at that. We wouldn't be talking on the phone together. (coughs) You've tracked (laughs) calories... Gee, good quality start there, Travis. You've tracked calories before, you've lost weight before, and if all of that had truly worked and been life-changing, we wouldn't be on the phone. So it didn't really work in the long term. So instead of doing the same shit that you've always done and expecting a different result in terms of this time it'll be different because I'll just be more disciplined. No, you fucking won't. You'll stick to the program maybe for nine weeks instead of eight, but you're going to get the exact same stuff because you're doing the exact same stuff. That's just what it is. Two plus two equals four. Every single time that you look at two plus two and you're like, uh, it actually equals five because of all these reasons. Uh, Who says that it equals four? Who says that it equals five? And there's just like, no, fucking hang on. Two plus two is four. That's the answer. So if you're always doing two and then you're doing two and expecting it to not equal four, you are shit out of luck, my friend. And that's just what it is. And unfortunately, we know that you've done the same programs before. Keto, paleo, F45, whatever it fucking is, whatever name that it comes under. um, It's the same shit. Extremely restrictive calorie deficit by adhering to insert restrictive lifestyle means equals weight loss means from A to B, you lost weight. Fantastic. What about B to C? How did you go then? So we're using the numbers to figure out what is your lifestyle like? And when we know what your lifestyle is like, we can make changes and subtle hints and suggestions here and there to change what your breakfast looks like. So you don't feel hungry at 11. You instead start to feel hungry at 1230, which means you snack less because there's less hunger cues. And then when you're eating at 12.30, you can actually have something that is going to support your mind and body and your brain alone takes up about, on average, 350 calories, just your brain, just thinking. So it requires about 20%, I believe it is off the top of my brain, it requires 20% of your total daily energy expenditure, which is about 350 calories, again, typically on average. And if you're doing these incredibly low restrictive diets, let's look at the 1200 calorie one. 1200 calories and looking at that sort of mark of 350 calories on average for your brain to just do what it fucking does, you now have uh, 950, no, 850, (laughs) math is not my strong suit, 850 calories to now support your bodily organs, breathing, heart rate, all the involuntary stuff that you have to do, you just existing, your muscles to be able to move, you fidgeting at the desk, you going up and down the stairs, you sitting down, standing up, going to the toilet. All of these things have a metabolic function and they burn calories. You burn calories in your sleep. That's why your basal metabolic rate is figured out and calculated from you lying down on bed in a coma, doing nothing. If you were in a coma, you would still burn about 1500 calories a day. Not only that, If you were burning 1500 calories a day, then you need to multiply that based on your activity level throughout the day. 
a lot of people are typically doing absolutely fuck all. They're averaging about two, 3,000 steps a day and they work a desk job and they don't go to the gym and they don't really play many sports. The most physical activity that they typically do is walking from the car to the uh, workplace or chasing after their kids at school and carrying stuff here and there, which is next to absolutely fuck all. And that's where the big, big issue is because there's not a lot of wiggle room there in physical activity. But if we're tracking all the numbers, then we know exactly what that story is telling us. We need to be more physically active. And if we cannot, like physical limitations cannot be physically more active to increase metabolic rate, what do we do? We figure out what calories and macros in terms of the type and volume and frequency that is going to be best for you based on the goal that you want. If you want to be losing weight, fantastic. You need to be eating a certain amount of calories. What does that certain amount of calories look like for you? And how can you make that a part of your lifestyle so it's a shitload easier? So when we're looking at the calorie tracking, I'll say the fitness genie, us, we, we look at it in the sense of, okay, what is the story that's going on here? She's not getting protein. It's probably why she's snacking a hell of a lot more. Let's bump up that protein. Hey, you're not snacking anymore? Fantastic. When it gets towards the end of the program, we start transitioning you away from calorie tracking because by the time that we get to that place where we feel confident enough to take calorie tracking away from you, more than likely what's happened is you have a different lifestyle and a different routine and a different thought pattern and a different belief system in terms of, I go to the gym before work. It's something that you do, but it's something that you've now just identified with. I go to the gym. I am someone that goes to the gym. I am someone that is physically active. You've quite literally shifted your identity by just saying, I go to the gym. I am someone that goes to the gym. I identify as someone that goes to the gym. If there was someone that came to you and goes, who goes to the gym here? Or who would say that they're a gym goer? You do. Someone that looks after their health and fitness. Cool. Fantastic. You do that. Massive umbrella term right there. But more than likely, that's what you do. So towards the middle tail end of the program, we're in the transition phase of, sweet, we know you can hit numbers and now your numbers are looking really good to the point where we don't have to fixate on them because you're doing pretty well. You're within our 10% rule, fan-fucking-tastic. So if you want to keep losing weight, all you have to do is this. If you want to maintain where you're at, then you can eat an extra four, 500 calories a day and this is what it would look like. So then you have almost a weight loss routine five breakfast meals, five lunch meals, five dinner meals. And then if you've got a maintenance sort of routine, here's what I do for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, five meals at each, but it's a different sort of lifestyle so that when you choose to change your goals, you can just choose to do that. But then also more than likely, there's going to be a reverse diet in there to be able to make sure that you don't get to the end of the program or the light at the end of the tunnel and go back to what your habits and behaviors and eating patterns were before you started with us. Because if you lose all this weight, it's not the fact that you're tracking calories and they're not tracking calories. It's the fact that you're eating a particular way when you're tracking calories and you're like, oh no, I can't snack because it's not within my calories. Cool. Yes, you've hit your calories, but what you've done is stopped yourself from snacking. And you're like, oh no, I can wait till lunch, which is an hour and a half away. Cool. Imagine if you had that thought process when you were not tracking calories. But because you're not tracking calories, there's now no more accountability coming from an external source saying, hey, you've got these amount of calories, so don't snack. If you finished tracking calories, but you kept up the same habits and behaviors of eating, 
you would still lose weight. Hey everybody, quickly jumping in to remind you that the 26th of September is just around the corner. And I know you're thinking, Travis, why in the hell does that date matter? Well, I'm gonna tell you. Because if you're considering signing up for any of the three-month options of Mindset Coaching or just any program that has a three-month option, really, that is the last date that you can sign up with us to finish before Christmas. I know, the year is just absolutely flying by. The Fitness Genie as a whole is going to be shutting down from the 23rd of December through to the 9th of January so that everyone can have a well-deserved break and not have to mentally worry about doing anything during that time. We can just reset, refresh, and come back as the coaches and the team that you know and love. If you do happen to sign up for a coaching program that goes through those dates, however, all we do is put the program on pause and add those three weeks onto the end of your coaching program. If you're even somewhat interested, reach out via the website now so you can jump on a call with one of the coaches. Lindsay has been absolutely crushing it and the feedback we're receiving from her clients, I couldn't have asked for anything more from a coach. Her books are filling up quickly and I know for a fact that she won't be onboarding clients between the 26th of September and the 9th of January. So make sure you get in quick before all of her spots are gone. Laura, the newest addition to Team Fitness Genie, but has already separated herself from the pack. Shit, even even I'm learning things from her. The results that Laura is going to produce for her clients is going to be some next level shit. She also has an introduction offer running at the time of this recording for the first 10 clients to sign up with her, receive 15% off. So make sure you reach out and get in before the prices go back up so that you can change your life and to be completely honest, save some money for Christmas presents. So if you are interested, let us know. Check out our website, www.thefitnessgenie.com.au or the link in our Instagram bio to apply for coaching or for more information. But for now, back to the episode. Because yes, you need to be in a calorie deficit in order to lose weight. That is just the mechanism. It is undisputed. It is that's how the only way that you will naturally lose fat, well, and muscle tissue, lose weight, I'll say lose weight, is through a calorie deficit. But if you're not tracking, that means that you can still lose weight. You can still achieve a calorie deficit by not tracking based on your habits and behaviors. So what happens for a lot of people is they go from one lifestyle of tracking and then they're like, yep, cool, this is me, high protein breakfast, high protein lunch, high protein dinner, absolutely killing it, feeling amazing. And then when they stop tracking, there's less accountability there. So then they go, sweet, breakfast, lunch, dinner are the same. Oh, I'm feeling a little bit hungry at about 10 a.m. I'm just gonna have a little something here. And then after dinner, oh, well, I'm not tracking anymore so I can have a bit of dessert. Add 300 calories onto the day just from those two little things. Maybe even 400, depending on what you're having. I mean, a fucking apple pie and a little bit of ice cream. That's the difference between you being in a 500 calorie deficit and you being at maintenance. That's how simple it can be to maintain weight or not lose weight. But if we're getting out of dieting and we want to focus on maintaining weight, we can do that. We can have the apple pie and ice cream and be like, hey, sweet, this is 500 calories or 450, I think it is, because I've had that recently. Um, And that was upsetting to find out, but (laughs) that's how simple it is to lose weight or how easy it is to lose weight versus maintaining weight is one dessert item. So then it comes back to the habit and behavior of, If I want to keep losing weight, this is what I do. If I want to maintain weight, this is what I do. If I want to gain weight, I do whatever, quite literally, whatever the fuck I want. Gaining weight's easy as shit because you don't have to do anything. You're just like, oh, eat, 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 sit down, sit down, do this, do that. It's easy as fuck. But I I hope this is making sense, is that it's not about the numbers. The numbers, it's the same as a budget. It's the same as a monetary budget. If you look at your budget and you're like, oh, sweet, We're making money. We're profiting because your income is going to outweigh your expenses. That's good. That's in the green. 
Relating that to weight loss, it would be, sweet, we are consuming less calories than we are burning. So we are losing weight and that's the goal that we want. So therefore that's in the green, that's what we want. But then using that monetary example, if you get promoted, you now have more money. So you go, oh yeah, I might, uh, I might do this. I might pay for a subscription to this gym or I might buy this car or I might do this or I might finance whatever the fuck it is. So then your expenses go up as well. But then you get fired from the job and you're like, oh fuck, now my expenses are beyond high. Well, I'm just going to keep living this lifestyle. I'm just going to keep spending the way that I spend, despite the fact that now I got fired from that job that was paying me 80,000 a year and I've gotten this new job that is 60,000 a year, but my expenses are $65,000 a year. So this lifestyle that I'm living is causing me to lose $5,000 a year. Eventually, at some point, there is going to be a breaking point where you have to revisit and reevaluate your budget because your lifestyle and your factors have changed. That's the exact same thing for what we do when it comes to your diet. I, what was it? I've only just started recently tracking calories again because A, I want to lose a little bit of weight uh, and just to make it simple as all fuck, but then B, I want to know what it's like when people typically come to me and they say, hey, I'm doing 1200 calories. When they come to me and say they're doing 1200 calories, their typical daily energy expenditure is about 2100, meaning that they can eat like 1700 and they'll be totally fine. But that's a 900 calorie energy deficit and a 900 calorie energy deficit for me is 1700 calories a day and it fucking sucks. But I'm making it work because I know exactly what my calories are, I know what my budget is, I know what my expenses and income and all that stuff. I know what all of it is. So all I have to do is stick to it. So when I'm coming out of this, I'm going to reverse diet, slowly increase my calories in. I'm going to adapt to those new calories that are coming in, meaning I can maintain my new weight loss at you know, let's just say 84 kilos. I can maintain 84 kilos, even though I've just dropped four kilos. I can maintain that four kilo weight loss because I'm now adapting to the stimulus that I have, which is extra calories coming in very slowly as I'm building muscle at the gym, hopefully putting on less fat, but putting on more muscle. That's a body recomposition. Over time, that will happen. And that's what I'm trying to do for a lot of clients. But the previous year, to this, you know, 1700 calorie thing that I'm doing that has been uh, just under four weeks. Prior to that, I was not tracking calories for an entire year. And I put on two kilos, three kilos. I think I put on three kilos, maintaining around about 88 kilos. And I was maintaining that for an entire year, which is good for me. You know, 88 is pretty damn good. I want to get down to or maintain at 85, see how I feel might even push out a little bit bigger, but I'm just gonna go with the flow week to week and see how I feel. But I was maintaining at 88 for an entire year. Some weeks I went up to 89, some weeks I went down to 87, but averaged of 88 kilos. What does that mean? Every day was roughly the same. Breakfast was, yeah, probably about this much of Nutrigrain, probably about this much of milk, yeah, have this much protein, and just looking at my meals, breakfast was always roughly the same. Lunch was always, I'm going to try and get as much protein in as I can and trying to keep fats pretty low. All I was doing, I wasn't tracking any of this. I was just looking at the fucking nutritional table to say, oh man, that's a lot of fat. I'm not going to get that one. I'll get this one instead because it has less fat, therefore less calories, but I get the same amount of product. That's all I did. I didn't track my calories. I didn't put it into an app. I didn't use barcode scanners. I didn't do anything. I just looked at breakfast. Oh, that's pretty lean looked at lunch, nutritional table, 
Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Chuck that in the cart. We did the exact same thing for dinner. When it got to the weekend, yeah, I can have a bit of this, have a bit of that. The core concept that I have for a lot of people, if you want to maintain your weight or focus on not gaining weight is incredibly simple, but somewhat harsh of just don't eat like a fucking child and you'll be fine. The issue is a lot of us typically didn't have great examples growing up of what a healthy lifestyle is. Your mum was always doing a diet. Your dad was always eating whatever the fuck that he want. And then it hit a point where they just boom, blew out. Or your mum, most likely, based on client experience, your mum is most likely still dieting and still doing all this stuff. And when you go to eat something, she goes, oh, should you really be having that? And then it sets you off in a completely different way. So generally speaking, we don't have a lot of good role models in our life for what is a healthy lifestyle. So you just revert back to you as a kid and what was showcased to you as normal. And I don't know if listening to the podcast, you heard the quote marks, but there were quote marks there around normal. And that's what people do. They revert back to what is normal for them. And that could be the world's worst fucking diet, but it feels normal to them. So how else would they know? But it's through doing these things and having self-awareness to be able to say that's probably not that healthy and tracking calories and macros to get to a point of, okay, I know how to read nutritional tables. I know what I can cook for breakfast or lunch or dinner at any given point in time. I have my fallback recipes that are going to be somewhat healthy. And that's just me living my lifestyle. It's more about the lifestyle. I can say that with absolute confidence. All of my most successful clients that have come through the program, their weight loss has been almost a non-factor. They've lost weight, of course, but every single person has signed up. Yeah, I want to lose weight. Cool. And then the big focus of, so what are you doing this week? How did you feel this week? What was your thought pattern around this? On Saturday, it says you had 2,600 calories. What happened there? Oh, you know, I went out and did this and that. Awesome. If that happens again in the future, I uh, probably wouldn't want you tracking calories. I just want you to go enjoy your night, have fun, be conscious about what you're eating. And here comes the, here comes the add-on to the core concept for you maintaining your weight when you finish a program. Don't eat like a fucking child. If you have a two, three, four, five, six-year-old at a party and there's all this party food and there's all this stuff going on, I want this, I want that. Oh my God, there's FOMO. I need to have everything right now because I don't know when I'm ever going to be having this food again. Realistically, it's not the food that you're missing out on because if you wanted to and if you really fucking thought about this, all the party food and all the food that you are having at general birthday parties or events or something like that, you can pick up from Woolies and Coles and you can have that. It's not the food that you are scared of missing out on. It is the situation and the event and having fun. Unfortunately, in a lot of cultures, but particularly in Australia, socializing comes with a heavy fucking price tag of you need to be drinking. And if you're not drinking, you're boring as fuck. And you're a loser if you don't do that. So when you're socializing, it is built into Australian culture that you need to be drinking in order to have fun. It is built in that you need to be ordering this, this, this in order to be having fun at this social event, or you will be demonized for that person that is, oh, fucking doing all this with your health. And you'll become the crux of the joke. But it's important to be able to stick to your guns to call that out and say, no, you know what? I'm going to have one drink or I'm going to have this meal. One of the biggest things that I say to people when they're going out is find the protein and eat something that you are not going to regret. Eat something 
that is going to be fun as all fuck and not regret in the sense of having incredibly low calories because you'll feel terrible the morning after. No. Find something that you won't regret in the fact that you are not going to remember the food that you had at this birthday or particular event. You are going to be remembering the good times that you had at this event. So when you're thinking about the event, the second, third or fourth thing that will pop up into your head is the food that you're eating. And you do not want to be that person that's looking back on a birthday and say, oh yeah, that was when I had that fucking homemade tuna salad because I was trying to lose weight. How boring of a memory is that? No, you want to be able to say, I had this fucking amazing steak and this was awesome and that was the best tasting thing that I've ever had, man, I really want to go back and do that. It's creating memories because we can only really live something once. We can try and replicate it again, but we can only really live something once. So go there, enjoy it, but don't eat like a fucking child. You have to be the adult in your head in this situation to say, I want all of this, but realistically speaking, I can only have this. Well, not I can only have this, but ideally I would like to have this. That's the thing that I'm going to have because that's what I believe is going to bring me the most joy and the thing that I'm going to least regret. So all of that ties back into we figured out how to do that by tracking calories and macros. We know roughly what amount of food works best for us. We know why we're snacking. If we are snacking, we can troubleshoot our way into why that is happening. Have we been prepped with all of our meals? Have we been eating enough protein? Have we not been sleeping well enough? There are so many more factors that go into it other than just tracking calories. So if you want to get away from tracking calories, yeah, you may have to do it from time to time to just check in with that budget and see what expenses and income has changed and where you're at and what works for you. But then once you know what works for you, it's just, hey, Stick to that lifestyle as best that you can because that's the way that you're going to maintain this and feel better for longer moving forward. That's just how it works. You figure out a lifestyle that you want to be living. You do the actions and repeat the actions and behaviors and habits considering 98% of what we do is subconscious anyway. If you have solid fucking habits, then you're going to be pretty set for life. You are, and I know people disagree with this, you are only a result of your decisions in your life. I know that there have been extenuating circumstances that have influenced the person that you have become, but you are only a result or an end product of the decisions that you have made leading up to this moment and point in time. That is it. Because we can't control anything other than our responses. So if you wanna be a better person, then you have to act better. If you want to be a better person, then you have to create habits that are going to be better than the habits that you have at the moment. Because in a year from now, you will just be a byproduct of the shit that you did in that previous year. You can say, I started improving my life here at point A, and in the past year, yes, very easily, I have improved my life because of these habits and behaviors and thought patterns that I have. And that's why we track calories and macros in the beginning to figure out exactly what our starting point is and what lifestyle is going to work best for you. Once we figure that out, we take you away from calorie and macro tracking and we start focusing super heavy on the lifestyle, the relationship with food and how you're going to maintain all of this when we get off the program and there's not that heaps of accountability coming from an external factor. We actually teach you to have that internal accountability, the habits, behaviors, lifestyle, thought patterns and discipline and routine and lifestyle to be able to make sure that you can maintain your weight at a pretty healthy weight, if not continuing to lose weight. 
And when you're going through incredibly stressful periods in your life, instead of leaning into those emotional responses and putting on heaps of weight, we can instead focus on maintaining and not gaining weight. Because then you can go through different seasons of, hey, everything's going pretty damn ideal. I want to lose weight. This is what I want to do. And on top of that, I have the capacity to be able to focus on losing weight. Keep doing that until you hit a particular either roadblock in your life or something becomes incredibly emotional or you hit a weight plateau. And then you go, cool, I know how to reverse diet. I know how to get out of that. And I know how to maintain my weight. So then you keep going between that and you can just ebb and flow between them based on whatever your goal is and what life is presenting to you. But that's why tracking calories and macros is awesome because it gives you that end sort of that in look to be like, this is how much food works for me. This is the type of food that works for me. And once you know what works for you, you just fucking repeat that as a subconscious behavior and a habit, because that's obviously what a subconscious behavior is as a habit. And you just do that. And then over one, two, three, five, 20 years, that has compounded every single day to become a better person. That's why we do what we do. That's how we do what we do. And that's how we get you life-changing results by teaching you how to make us redundant, which is the world's fucking worst business model, but it seems to be working. So if you want to be a part of that, then go to our website, inquire to work with us because the you would have heard it here in this podcast. The 26th of September is the last time that you can do a three-month program before finishing up in Christmas. I still have some people signing up for six months that goes through Christmas, but we just take that three-week period add it on to the end of your program so you still get your six months. We always make sure that you get what you pay for. We're not those stingy assholes that are like, hey, yeah, you signed up at a pretty bad time because uh, we're going on holiday for six years. So, sucks to be you. No. <laughs> we always make sure you get what you pay for. Um, and we're very results-based as opposed to just time-based. If, if I have to work with someone for an extra week or two or chuck in an extra call here or there just to make sure that you're moving in the right direction, then that's what I'm going to do as well. Uh, but if you want to work with us and this sounds like the right time for you to be able to do that or you're just fucking sick of the life that you're living at the moment and you want to improve it, then go to the website, inquire. Uh, Tanil will put you in contact with the coach that suits you the best. If you want to work with me, then let Tanil know that you want to work with me. If you want to work with Lindsay or Laura, let Tanil know that you want to work exclusively with Laura or Lindsay or whatever. And then we can figure that out. But otherwise, have the best time in the world. I'll speak to you all very soon. If this podcast was super useful for you, please rate us wherever it is that you are listening to us. The feedback is amazing. And if you haven't already, make sure that you are following us on Instagram because that's where the most of our community engagement is going to be coming from. But otherwise, have the best time in the world and I'll speak to you all soon.